0: Welcome to Working Towards Our Purpose, a podcast that offers a different perspective on what a job can be. For everyone out there that's heard that voice in the back of their head asking for something more, it's time to listen to it. I'm your host, Gino, and join me as I interview people who have decided to work in their own purpose. Together, we will learn, become inspired, and hopefully find our own path towards working in our purpose. So, joining me today on the podcast is T Montgomery, who is an artist, an entrepreneur, a fashion designer, a creative, a teacher, a musician, and owner of Threads by T, a handcrafted clothing company that creates wearable art to inspire and empower dreamers who want to express themselves through clothing. T, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, today, man?
1: Well, thank you. I am doing excellent. Pretty great day so far. Been productive and. Yeah, I'm excited to do this.
0: Glad to hear and and glad to have you here. Um, So yeah, I guess we'll we'll just jump right into it. And uh, if you could start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and who you are and and what you do and, and that sort of thing.
1: It's always the most difficult question. So, and I grew up here in New Haven, born and raised, and I guess I really embody that culture of art and entrepreneurship. Uh, with New Haven being a startup town, being a business town, and then definitely being an art town. So I'm a culmination of all of that. What I'm doing now through Threads by T, uh, it started, a few different paths brought me to where I am right now. So on the most basic level, I never enjoyed shopping, but whenever I needed something, I couldn't find anything in my size or anything that inspired me, that'd be frustrating. And then just being an overall artist and creative, I was looking for ways to, to make it more art, to make it more myself, to dive deeper into it. And then also trying to figure out how to make a living from it. And then I realized that people pay you for what they know you for. So I started asking people like, what do you know me for? And then answers would be style, curating events, inspiring, being calm and cool and all of that. And so I use that information to also try to figure out what my next steps were. And so, yeah, everything brought me to teaching myself how to make my own clothes. And then it got to a point where I was making other people more clothes than myself. And that's when I decided to make it a business. And then it's continued to grow from there. And now, actually, I'm I'm in an interesting space because the most simple way to put it is I don't want to do anything that I'm doing right now anymore. But what that really means is that it's time for the next level of things. So I need to do things with more efficacy and more efficient. So that's where I am right now which has me scaling up the business, moving past just wearable art into a lifestyle brand as a whole. So getting into products like like my soaps. Um, I believe you met Addie with Tierra Soap, right? Yeah. so, So I curated the scents and the colors and then she put the soaps together for me. So it was a nice collaboration within the community. I'm looking to do a lot of that. So getting products that I don't have to make myself free up my time and then to always have products in stock and then also building my team to help me make stuff. So Mm. I like that was a lot, but yeah, that's where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. Um, yeah, you, you said something on like, um, you know, kind of maybe leaving the past part of your company behind because you want to pursue future things. What does it look like as far as being able to do that? Is it, stopping to do one thing or is it hiring people to help you do that thing that you used to do and you don't really want to do anymore
1: it's a combination of doing things differently doing things on a higher level and then also building the team to do things that I don't want to do anymore things I don't have to do and also things I don't know how to do like I want to I want to work with people who are better than me at things and And so that's what it is. So, for example, I've been contracting two master tailors who have been sewing longer than I've been alive. And I want to bring them on a more full-time basis. So, like the shirt I have on, for example, instead of me making just one of these, a one of one, I can still do the creative part and, you know, design the clothes for myself and then give them the schematics, and then they can reproduce it in a range of sizes for me. And I'd rather do it like that as opposed to sending it out to a manufacturer somewhere in another country for a few different reasons. Uh, one, as an entrepreneur, one of my motivators is to put people in position and provide jobs. So there's that. I want to provide some jobs in my community. But then I also want to maintain control over you know, the look, the feel, the brand, and I still want it to be made in-house, still want it to be tea and from New Haven and all that. So that's another reason for hiring people. But yeah, it's 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 that hiring people to help make stuff, hiring an office manager. I'm at the point I need that now. I need someone to manage my social media. So I just don't have the mind for it. Like, I have tons and tons of content. For example, I have, like, a good seven photo shoots I haven't even posted about yet, but I just don't really think to go on Instagram and Facebook and all that and post and interact. So I need someone for that. And then I'm likely going to get an intern, too, just to help with all the other random stuff. Um, that's what it's looking like so far.
0: Nice, nice. That's that's exciting to to have some, you know, people to do the things that you don't want to do, especially like social media is a big one for me too. I can't really stand it. Um, but know that it's kind of necessary. So if you can put somebody in a position who likes to do that, like that makes a lot of sense to have them do something they like and have you do the thing that you like. Uh, so I like that a lot. I like that thought process. Would you be able to describe your why to me? Cause I know that like, that's something that I'm kind of like ever, evolving maybe or, or trying to get close to or uh you know maybe figure out what it is um, but could you tell tell me and tell us what your why is
1: yeah my why is multifaceted on the base level my mission and everything that i do is to inspire empower and save souls and you know just right now it happens to be through wearable art or it happens to be through workshops, or Like, I'm teaching in a few schools right now, trying to empower the youth. I've been putting a lot of thought into legacy. So, what I bring to the world, what I leave with the world, you know, what I, the world that I show my son and what he has, the type of start that I give him, like having him not start from scratch, every generation not having to start from scratch, you know, that's a big why. And, it's also really personal. There's some, there's just some things that I want from my own life and some things that I want to do and accomplish. There's places I want to see. I want to be able to eat what I want, when I want, where I want. And so that's, that's another big why for me comes to entrepreneurship. And then also, I'm really big on community. And again, putting people in position. I've been finding a lot lately that I really thrive off that and I feel really fulfilled doing things like that. That's another why. And whenever I feel like I'm getting low or discouraged or burnt out or not sure what to do next, I always revert back to those reasons right there to bring me back into focus. Mm.
0: Yeah. I like that. Um, So something that I think maybe I've found valuable in the past couple of years as an introvert, I I tend to like not want to be in social situations or like put myself out there meet new people and that sort of thing. But I'm finding that like, that's you you can't really even put a price on how important that is. And even like you're saying, if you're in a position where maybe you're feeling low or down, um, to have somebody to talk to and to kind of get yourself out of that is, is so important. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm also finding too that like as a business, people aren't really just buying the service that you do; they're really buying you and your personality and your values and um, right. and everything that you are. So if you are hiding behind like this company name, it makes it that much harder to try to sell something. So I guess being yourself is is an important uh, <laughs> trait to have. Is that something that like has been? something that was easy for you to do? Or is it something that you're like working towards? Cause for me, it's definitely something I have had to work on.
1: One thing I can say is that regardless of the world someone knows me from or how they met me, they know me to be myself. Whatever that is. It's a constant journey of self-discovery, you know, finding what we like or what we love What inspires us, what makes us thrive and excited, especially after going through certain experiences in life or having certain mental shifts and all that. You have to keep rediscovering or maybe not even rediscovering, just finding the the new and higher levels of yourself. So that journey is a constant process for me. Being myself, I mean, the business threads by T, it is me. And, you know, people come to me for what I do just because they like me, which I'm grateful for. I have gotten a lot of business that way. And then I've also had to figure out how to use that superpower. So that's a part of the journey right now as well. And every now and then I deal with the imposters, you know, imposter syndrome where, you know, we feel like it is this is this real? Is this recognition real? Am I, am I really here? Am I really doing these things? Is, do I deserve this? But getting over that and then accepting and being okay with, yes, this is me and this is dope. And I do do amazing things and I have done amazing things and I do touch these people. Being okay with that, being okay with being as good as you are or as talented as you are any of that just just accepting you know yourself and what you're capable of is a, is a major step and yeah that's something that I'm constantly working through and working on
0: mm. I read this quote in uh Ross you know the the artist russ yeah yeah he he had a book and he he wrote something about being humble and how that's like a bad thing it but is. as like a kid you're you're grown up to think like oh that's a good thing to be humble because you don't want to like brag or whatever but he was saying that's you're hurting yourself by being humble because you're downplaying the things that you're good at and you're you know you're not confident in the things that you are good at so that definitely for me was like a bit of a mindset shift and something that I'm always trying to get better at and and accepting that you know I am good at things and there are certain things that people value That that I can do. And um, I don't know, definitely definitely been a journey.
1: (laughs) you know the the definition of humble?
0: Yeah, he wrote it in the book. I don't know if I can recall it, but if but if you got it, go ahead.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so it's having a low estimate of yourself or low social standards or how you feel or just any of that is, is thinking low of yourself. And the way that people use humble is not at all how they actually mean it. So even in I mean, you know about affirmations, mm-hmm. calling yourself humble, thinking that you know you're saying that you don't get a big head in things or you don't show off. Well, that's not what it really means by calling yourself humble, you're you're calling yourself lower than what you really are. And then sort of accepting that energy and then living with that, and not even realizing that's what you're doing. Mm. So that word is kind of like a curse, really, if you think about it, especially the way people use it and if they use it often.
0: Mm, absolutely. Speak, speaking of putting things into existence and into the universe and the frequency, I'm reading a book right now, which I guess started as a movie, The, the Secret, and it's all about that, about affirmations and, and envisioning and putting out what you want and then not having to worry about how you're going to get there to just know that that's what you want. And then to take it one day at a time. Do you do any sort of like daily affirmations or, or how do you tell the universe what it is that you want?
1: At any given moment, I have 68 mental tabs open and, you know, actively working on the different things that I want. So I do write actually, I was going to share a picture with you. I'll send it to you separately. But I actually just found a picture from an old notebook. It was the end of December, 2017, January, 2018. Were the first dates that I wrote. It was like like a planner, like a year planner type notebook. And I wrote my goals and my goals were to be a... Like a magazine worthy brand, an award winning brand, certain establishment with credit, a creative space, and a few other things. And it it was amazing seeing that because uh, out of that list, I have like four out of five of those checks, which is like regular and normal for me now. I've been in this studio space. I think it'll be two years, in a week or so, and you know, it was just really amazing to be here. To there's there's a lot of power in writing, and then believing in the process you create for yourself, and then also expecting it. So everything that I want and everything that I'm doing, it's really, I have, I expect. Them to be great. I expect them to happen. I expect that from myself. I'm sure I'm harder on myself than anyone has ever been on I me mean, my whole life. I think we all are, but mm. me being better is just always trying to be better than myself and one up myself and raise the bar on myself. And in order to do that, you have to believe, you have to expect, and you need these affirmations. So, yeah, writing. Speaking to people about it, I had to be okay with that. Mm. Pretty private, especially when it comes to like my thought process sometimes, and you know my inner thinkings. But recently, I had to be okay with with opening up and, and sharing these things and being vulnerable, especially when I realized that what I have to say is valuable to other people or can help in one way or another. So yeah, speaking to people about my plans that are in action and, you know, having that, uh, that accountability,
0: Mm
1: you know, all of that, all of that. I think affirmations is really an action even more so than, than the words. It's it's an ongoing process. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Speaking your, your visions and your dreams to other people I've, I've found is, definitely a for me a way even to figure it out because sometimes I, I have an idea of what it is I want to do or like it's very hazy but sometimes you meet certain people and you're on the same frequency or wavelength and it helps me figure out what it is I'm even trying to say you know mm-hmm. um so so I, I I like what you say and I agree with the the vulnerability part of it because I've also been somebody who's like always just kept it in my own head and never really shared it and um, I think when you do share it 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 makes it more real even if it's not like immediate it makes you get closer to it so so yeah I think that's really good advice
1: especially sharing in sharing with valuable minds mm. not not just anyone you know we have to be careful with that mm-hmm. um, sharing our ideas and our plans. So sharing those in valuable circles is is really key. Having people around you that have knowledge and experiences and ideas and and ways to contribute to those visions where that should be. Like, for example, I was speaking with, do you know Dulio?
0: I don't think so. Well,
1: he's a good dude for you to meet. If you ever come by the studio, I'll introduce you. He has one in here too. He's an artist. He's a visual artist. He's a DJ. He has his hands in a lot of things, but he's older too. But I went by his studio the other night and I was telling him how like, I'm trying to figure out a way to to really challenge myself to, to make the art, like more art, more of myself. I want to bring the drama. And I was just kind of having a vulnerable moment and just talking out. And then he has something really dope to contribute. He's like, maybe you should try this. And then that's exactly what I needed. So, hmm. point in that story is just good to have people of value, you know, that care about you and what you want for yourself around. And um, that those are the spaces where you share those ideas and those business.
0: Yeah, definitely. For sure. And I think, like you're saying, you got to be, you know, you got to be a little bit careful about who you share it with because sometimes you don't know people's intentions. Um, but I think something that's kind of helped me recently is I don't know like listening to all the information not, not just the words that what people say but like the the everything that they're admitting and and seeing if it's something that's like trustworthy you know what I mean like because I've, I've been in situations before where like I thought I've trusted somebody because of like the actual words they said but then it ended up going bad and then looking back I'm like well I kind of had a feeling the whole time that like something was off but I just I didn't really listen to it. And if I did, I wouldn't have gotten into that situation. I don't know. I think there's some sort of like intangible information that you get from people when you talk to them. Because, like, even there's people that I'll meet like immediately and within like five minutes of talking to them, I'll be like sharing ideas and stuff that I have and feel comfortable doing it and getting valuable input. I
1: think, um, no, diving deeper into the world that you're in. Like even where we met at Known, Known gathers like-minded people. You know, people like us who we may be on all different stages of our businesses, but we're still entrepreneurs and creatives and people who are actively seeking growth and seeking to be better and seeking these networks. So, really thinking about it, Known is really a safe space for. Mm. An entrepreneur. I want to tell them that personally one day, but
0: yeah, yeah, no, that that's a really good point. Finding kind of a place that has already, you know, streamlined the the highways to get the the people. Yeah, I I, I would say ever since I've been going there for over a little over a year now with the with the weekly networkings. And yeah, it's it's made a significant impact as far as me personally and, and business wise just being able to talk and communicate and learn from other people like i said it's it that, that's kind of invaluable yeah but yeah um kind of getting back to your uh your business i've i've heard somebody say before that the way that you approach fashion is not really typical and they found it kind of surprising that like you don't draw things out or do any patterns or anything like before you start making it and yeah. you said that the way that you approach clothes is similar to how you would paint a picture. And that's kind of helped you succeed in your own way. When we're talking about like learning from other people, I guess sometimes I struggle with like hearing people's advice and then hearing my own voice and being like, well, this is kind of the way that I want to do it, but this this person's done it and they do it this way. How do you like balance both of those things and kind of be true to yourself?
1: I have a few answers for this. You know, my ultimate self journey is is constantly becoming more of myself and living in my power. So every day I'm striving to to live in my power, to to learn about it, learn how to flex it and finesse it, and and all of that. So there's that. And then also, I I'm really internal when it comes to like my motivations and inspirations and, you know, what drives and moves me, what directs me. I can't say too often how. All right, so I'll, I'll give you an example. So, you know, Neville? All right, so Neville is, like, he was the name in New Haven custom clothing. Um, he's a staple. And he's done a lot. He's had a few stores, things like that. So, and I also don't consider myself a designer. I'm an artist and that's my approach to it, which is another reason why it's so different. But Neville being someone who on the outside, if someone were to compare us, they may think that, you know, we do similar things or I'm on the path that he's on. And he has inspired me, but not by designs. He inspired me by seeing what he's been able to do. So like having stores downtown, for example, is dope. So I I see that he does that. I can do that. Certain networks he's been able to tap in or opportunities, for example. Really what I'm saying is just seeing that things are possible through other people. Those are the type of inspirations I get from people more so than what they're actually doing or creating or what their mm. problem
0: is. Yeah, that makes sense. So less of like the step-to-step how-to and more of like that's where you are. That inspires me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. That, that definitely makes sense.
1: That allows you to learn from really everything and everyone. I'm just, I'm a student of all the games that I play. So I'm just constantly trying to learn and grow and then share that knowledge.
0: And you know, speaking and learning for me, like since I left my corporate job, I've certainly like prioritized getting my mind right with, with certain things and, you know, things like therapy and journaling and meditation, spirituality, I value that. And I, and I make sure that I set time aside to kind of make sure my head's in the right space before I start to get into to, work. Is that something that you see is important? Because I mean, I I can see people being like, well, I don't have time for that. Like, that sounds nice, but I don't have time for that. What what would you say to that?
1: I'm in a similar space. Part of, you know, my self-care, just trying to take better care of myself. And that was one of the goals that I wrote down in that yearly planner is like mental, physical health, all of that. So just trying to take care of myself better I'm always on the go. I'm always moving. And I rarely get time for myself. If I make it in bed by midnight, that's a good day. Like that type of thing. And one of my goals, like I want to wake up at like 4 o'clock in the morning, go for a run, sit down and eat breakfast and read. Eat while my food is hot, you know and then read, and then start my day. So like, I'm trying to get to a point where I give myself that time. It's, on one hand, it's, it's a sacrifice, but what are you really sacrificing if it's to put you in a better position, if it's to make you feel better mentally, physically? It's gonna allow you to do more. It's gonna allow your spirits to be better. So I would say reevaluate what that sacrifice is I'd say reevaluate how important it actually is to you, but then also recognize that your ways of stabilizing, you know, your mind and your spirit, it may be a different method than a different person. So I've been um, taking my reading. I'll say I used to read maybe an average of one book a month, like trying to give myself that time to three books. So I'm on three books now and I wanna keep that going. But part of that is just allowing myself to sit still and give myself like an hour to just kinda do nothing but that. So I suggest people just finding what their thing is. As you know, it may be one meditation for one, or it may be going to the gun range for another. It's like different things do different things for different people and for their minds. So I just encourage everyone to really find what it is that settles them and to explore and to experiment and not to be afraid to. And then finally, it's like, how much do you value yourself? And if you value yourself and you'll give yourself that time, you'll make whatever that sacrifice is. And at the end of the day, it's really just a perspective shift thinking of things differently. It's all possible. We can do whatever we really want to do, especially as adults. That's one of the best things about being an adult. Just do what you want to do. So, do what you want to do for yourself. Mm,
0: definitely. Yeah, I, I also find that reading kind of calms because it makes you slow down and and sometimes even when I'm reading, I'll just like have random thoughts coming in my head and I'll be like, "Oh, I would have never got to that if I wasn't like forcing myself to sit down and read yeah. so yeah but also a good point that like you know it's, it's going to be different for everybody and finding that one thing that works for you so i like that uh, and speaking of perspective shifts i did want to share like a a little story about a previous conversation we had and the old thought pattern that uh i used to look at as like a negative thing so i always kind of have this uh i guess drive for for wanting more and for never really feeling like I have done enough and it used to be something that like I was worried about I'm like oh I I'm, I haven't found my purpose or why I'm here yet like what what am I doing like I feel like I'm wasting time and that sort of thing and then I talked to you one day about that and you you kind of shifted my perspective because you were like well no that's that's like a good thing because because you it drives you to to keep going instead of you know being settled where you're at and. And that kind of made me think like, oh, I should be appreciative of this feeling. I shouldn't be looking at it in a negative way. I should be like happy that it's here. Um, so, so ever since that conversation, that's kind of how I've looked at it. And um, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like taking a little, a little bit of weight off of me. Uh, so I, I appreciate your perspective on that. And I thought sharing cool. it might be helpful for someone else.
1: I'm glad I could do that. That's really what it's about. And, you know, I was able to say that because I had to do the same thing. And that ties in back into that imposter syndrome as well. And then it also, you know, we're so focused on like right now and where we are. While we're in it, we don't see like the grand scope of things. Like, imagine, give you the imagery of walking through a snowstorm, right? To reach a certain destination. So in front of you, all you see is. You know, the white snow, no footprints, looks desolate. But then you look behind you, you see the whole trail of where you come from and what you what you've done. And we don't look behind, not looking behind like like missing something, or like Lot's wife from the Bible, more so taking that moment to appreciate, you know, what we've done and what we've come through. Mm. That's a really big thing. So anyone listening, you know, feeling at that moment where they feel like they're doing all these things and it's not adding up, or or it's all for nothing, sit down and write all the things you you were able to accomplish last year. So even if you've been meaning to go to the to the post office for three months and finally drop this package off to the post office, that's an accomplishment. That's something to write down. It can be things as simple as that. Write down a list of all those little things that, that you've actually accomplished. And you'll see you've done a lot and puts everything in perspective. So we have to constantly reassess that and you know evaluate what we have, where we are, and what we've done. And that's another thing that's gonna keep us pushing forward. Mm. Baby steps really that that make all the difference. This kind of Kind of a different point, but the same point at the same time. So the way I think of goals, think of it like a map. So like a map on the table. I know I want to get here. I don't know how I'm going to get there yet, but I also recognize I can't just fly over there. It takes me going here, 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 and making these different stops. We have to appreciate each of these stops, and. You know, If we skipped any of those steps, then we won't be able to manage that goal we want. We won't be able to keep it, or we won't know what to do with it. All our trials, our tribulations, our failures, all of those are really lessons and wins as long as we shift our perspective and make it something that we can use.
0: And at this point in our conversation, my computer was full and the Zoom call just stopped recording and I had to record T with my phone through my computer monitors. So I apologize for the lack of quality on his end for the rest of this interview, but um, we still got the interview done. I'll put my, my phone up to my speaker and we'll see how that sounds. <laughs> got improvised a little bit. Um, see, that just
1: proves our point right there. We
0: come
1: up with some type of barrier. And he doesn't set everything down; just to have a creative
0: solution. And you know what? That's something that, like, I I kind of am valuing more and more these days too. Because, like, I went to school for mechanical engineering and I did it for like six years, and I never really. Once I left, I was like, I'm never going to do that again. But the value of that was to get me to problem solve. Like that's what engineering is. It's just problem solving. So like now I look at it as like, oh that's a skill that I can transfer to anything. It doesn't have to be engineering. It could just be, you know, like running out of space on your computer. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> I feel like in another life I could have been an engineer. Mm-hmm. And technically that's what I do. I have an engineer's mind. And I think that's how I can teach myself anything. Mm-hmm. And- you know, that's how I put my clothes together without drawing or anything like that. It's, it's pretty dope still to have, actually. Grateful for it. But you know, that's all we have in common that creative problem solving it, it can be placed in so many different worlds to do so many different things.
0: For sure. Yeah, I mean, I. I've certainly like enjoyed engineering school just because it was constantly problem solving and learning new things. And then once I got out into the real world, it was like, let's just do this one task and <laughs> you don't have to use your brain anymore. <laughs> so it, the, the schooling itself was fun. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess as we're, you know, coming to an end of our time here, I just wanted to ask you what's next for you and what what can people do to support you and uh, where can people find you and, and, and that sort of thing?
1: Good things coming up. Uh, right now, I have some pieces in an exhibition called Sixth Dimension. It was curated by Juanita Sunday. It's about like, Black futurism. Um, so, different types of art. There's digital art, paintings, some sculptures, and then my wearable art. That's on display at Connecticut College in London. So, if anyone wants to go check that out, I think that'll be there until March. I'm working on... A big exhibition that will likely be in September. It's a continuation of Ethos, the exhibition that I did myself in this past September. Except this time I'm going to invite five other wearable artists. Uh, So I have more info on that coming out. There's um, August 20th, or is it the 21st, whatever this Sunday is in august coming up we're doing the second annual black excellence community event so that's going to be backpack drive going to be vendors food and then a fashion show so that's in august a few other things that i'm forgetting that's already been committed throughout the year i'm touring my exhibition so i'm going to hit some different cities around the country so starting in dc and charlotte and then looking to add Atlanta, Miami, LA, Portland, maybe Chicago. And other than that, just scaling up the business, seeing where I could take it, what I could do with it.
0: That's awesome. That's really exciting being able to, to tour your your art around. So yeah, I'm hey, I, I look forward to seeing what uh when else you got to come and, and to see where you where you prosper to. And I wish you the best luck and I appreciate you for coming on and, and, and speaking with me.
1: Thank you. Oh, let me give my, uh, my info too. So people can find me anywhere at threads by T, T E A like the drink. So the website is threads by T Instagram, Facebook, or you can just Google it and then you'll be able to see a lot of the exhibitions, custom stuff and reach out if you want something.
0: All right. and, And I'll put that in the, uh, in the show notes, the links for it. So people don't have to find it, but yeah. This has been a good conversation. I appreciate you coming on. Hey, thank you too. Thanks for tuning in and listening to Working Towards Our Purpose. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe for more episodes.